Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of the WP Cafe show with me, Keith Devon. And with me, Mark Wilkinson. Hello there, Keith. Nice to have you with us. Uh, a bit of a different show today. It's nice. Oh, I'm just going to like tweak the camera a little bit. If you're wondering what we're on about already uh, and you're listening on the podcast, it's because you can't see us. And this week we are in the same room. Same room together, yes, which is amazing. It's quite exciting. And I'm holding this ridiculous size of microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the audio is coming through all right. We've got a bit of a weird setup here because we're actually in the same room. Weirdly, it's harder to do this um, like when you're on the same machine than it is when you're not on the same machine. We've got it, got it going though. Yeah, it's good. Got it working. Your little MIDI device that you set up on iOS, on yeah. iOS, on iOS, Mac OS seems to have worked. I don't know where to look. You're looking up there. The I know, but I, th- I find it a bit... Want to look there? Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. kind of look at the screen and then, <laughs> and then maybe I should be looking at you because it's all a bit awkward. Hello, hello YouTube, hello. So, um, today's show, we're going to talk about project management, something a little bit different today, so I thought we'd have a chat about that. Um, As always, if you are new here, welcome, thank you for joining us. Um, If you haven't already clicked the subscribe button to subscribe to the YouTube channel, then please consider doing so. We are actually rapidly approaching 2,000 subscribers, amazingly, so thank you to each and every one of you, especially those tuning in. Uh, each week on the podcast show on live on YouTube. Hi there to Tony. Thanks for joining us. And um, yeah, so project management this week. Um, yeah. Big topic, I guess, but lots to discuss about it. So um, let's get cracking. What, it, it, what is it? Well, in, 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 our ta- in our world, it's kind of how we manage WordPress projects. Um, and it was something that up until about four years ago, we weren't particularly very good at it, I don't think. And no. I wouldn't argue that we're very good at it now, but we're certainly a downside better than we were to start with. Yeah. Um, and we have like a process now, whereas we, well, we were winging it really, to be honest, before that. So Yeah, we were. And it was it was when uh, we brought Hannah on board, wasn't it? She um, she really helped us with, yeah. with the processes and, and just the kind of, I guess the mindset as well, because it's, it's project management it's kind of hard to pin down exactly what it is is it a tool is it a series of tools is it a way of thinking is it i don't know a way of communicating like how you talk to clients there's there's a lot wrapped up in it it's probably all of the above i would imagine isn't it really all tied up together to form something called project management so yeah um but anyway if you've got any comments on project management you've got any questions on project management that you'd like us to uh, discuss to answer then please add them to the comments in the youtube chat and if you just want to tell us who you are and where you are, we always like to hear who, who's listening to us. So do that as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so project management then. Let's get started. Um, yeah. How would we start with project management? What do we do for project management, do you think? Where does it all begin? Probably at some at some level begins the moment someone gets in touch with you. Yep. Because you're kind of setting expectations right from the start, aren't you? So I wonder even if like, how quickly you respond to initial requests for yeah. quotes and estimates and all that kind of stuff. I kind of, I guess it sets a tone um, that you you either kind of enjoy for the rest of the project and you've set the right tone or you kind of suffer because of it uh, for the rest of the project. So I guess it comes in right at the start. But I think for us, when we talk about project management, we're primarily talking about just like, the organization of a project, how do people know what needs to be done, responsibilities, 
um like due dates for things dependencies for things yeah you know schedules regular communications with clients it's all that stuff that keeps a project hopefully on track and on budget i think are they kind of are they the main i think so you i, th I think project management helps keep a project on tr on track like in terms of time scales financially but also just making sure that you're actually delivering what you said you were going to deliver and what the client actually needs. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that's all wrapped up in it as well. Um, so, so in terms of tools, yeah, there's there's one main tool which we used to do that with, and there are hundreds of tools out there. There are complicated project management systems that you can use. There are much more simple tools. We we opt for the simpler version, I would imagine, and that's Trello. I'm sure you've used it before. Uh, we use the free version. I think we use the free version, don't we? We don't. Yeah. We used to pay for it, but well, then we realized that we weren't really using the features that... Well, one of the reasons we... I think is we'd got to a certain number of boards. Yes. And so we started paying. But what we do these days, and we're, we're getting into the weeds a bit here, but what we do these days is we get our clients to sign up for their own Trello board. Yeah, they own the board then, so they're you're, they're not tied down to you like leaving or whatever, yeah. and then the board disappears. So because obviously, as as we've left the project, maybe they might well want to continue with that board internally and yeah. use the different things that we've set up for them. Exactly. A lot do actually. So yeah, because um, there's a lot of like, well, the way we use it, there tends to be a lot of kind of resources on the board yeah. that they wouldn't want to lose if we ever, yeah, like you say, if we ever stopped working on the project. So. Yeah um and, and it means we don't yeah we don't have to manage loads and loads and loads of trailer boards so that's yeah. uh so the, the first one of the first things when the projects like the go, we've go live we've had the first payment it's all like set up and working the first thing is to get the client to sign up for the trailer board uh once they've done that they then give us access to the trailer yeah. board yeah, at a, an admin level yeah um or do, do they have to do it? I don't know sure what they have to do it as an admin level, actually. And then what we do is we have a boilerplate Trello board, which was what we worked with Hannah on when, yeah. when she was working with us. And that is essentially setting up the different columns that we want to work with, and we'll talk about those in a minute. And uh, what we do is copy that across to the, the new board that the, the client's created. So then that board is set up and ready to start adding the tasks to, mm. which is kind of like once the board's set up and the project signed off, the first task is to create all the tasks for the project yeah. essentially and that will differ depending on what the project is so if it's a full like design and build you'll have a series of cards for design like design this this module and this module and this module and so forth and then you'll have the development ones of building them and so forth yeah then they'll get past front and back end development and so forth but that's like what that's how it works so that's that's the flow of how it all i find set up. i find that one of the hardest things about trello is to know what should be a card yes because you could you could have kind of like really kind of big tasks and like checklists because each card can have a checklist yeah so you could break things down further that way or you you break down every little item into cards but then you've just got so many and whenever you look at like the backlog column which we'll come to it's just so intimidating and it gets a bit unwieldy so what i think i tend to do is have like the big bigger cards to start with so you, you put the bigger items in to the board and then once you're kind of working on those if you feel that like that task needs to be broken up into individual cards because you want to for example communicate with the client directly about that one thing yeah, yeah. 
then you can break that into separate cards. And Trello actually allows this isn't an advert for Trello, by the way, but uh, <laughs> Trello does allow you to take a checklist and kind of export those all as cards. Yeah, which can be quite useful. So you don't like at the start of a project, you just don't have like way too much in front of you. I think fundamentally, we we try and make cards like tasks, yeah. essentially a, a task, and it's usually. I, I suppose checklist items could have tasks as well, couldn't they, I suppose? But they tend to be minor tasks within that greater task, if that would mean. Yeah. And I think cards will have discussion on it based on that task. So if the task is to design a layout for a job landing page or whatever, I don't know, mm-hmm. then you'll have discussion like, oh, we've had a look at the stuff at the top left and we want to move it to the top right. That sort of thing will happen yeah. on the card, and that's the idea. What you don't want is sort of like... um not tasks to be on on the cards so like discussions and questions about things that are not tasks and then yeah. once they become a task and they've been decided then then it's a card and then you can have discussion around that task um but you try to have those those discussions that are not tasks things to do off off trello maybe on email yeah. or something like that or even on jump on a call or something like that yeah uh, and then once it becomes a task it becomes a card um, which I think is important. We we do we do have clients asking us questions on Trello, and and sometimes that's relevant. Sometimes yeah. it's it's a trick. It's a tricky one. Like and and this and this is where I find project management generally quite difficult. I think if you're not using one like a kind of formalized system where all of these things, all questions are kind of answered for you, like how how you deal with it all. I like, think if if we have questions though, I tend to find that's the clients that are on a retainer. It's not yeah. It's not like a project. That's true. They're asking questions. It's it's the clients that are on a retainer, and they yeah. might jump in and say, oh, "I want to do this. What do we do? You know, I want to try doing this thing." Yeah. And that that actually kind of works quite well, actually. And then that becomes a task when it's yeah answering the question is a task exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's fine, I think. Yeah. And so I suppose we're going to talk about our board, and which is the really interesting bit, and the the sort of columns and um, uh, cards that we have to start with, I guess. Yeah. And to do that, I'm gonna to have to get a board on the screen. Just can't remember. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, go for it. So um so Trello, if you haven't used it, is what is known as a Kanban style um system. So it's a s- series of lists with cards on the lists, and you move those cards kind of across the lists um as, as you're working. So we tend to go from kind of left to right. So um all the cards are kind of like bunched over the left as the project starts and then they go through various phases of the project and we move the card across as we're moving through the project um, from kind of backlog all the way through to done with as many kind of columns in between as makes sense for you. So ours is the very left-hand column we use as a, we use a reference column. Yeah. So this is just, and this, I guess this is where Trello probably falls down uh, when compared to things like, I used to use Basecamp, so that's the one I kind of compare yeah. it to. Um, I don't know what like Jira and other systems are like, but there's no like storage for things yeah. that aren't tasks or things. Yeah. yeah. So we, we use that reference card essentially as like a resources list sometimes. So yes. in, in that list, I'm just looking now, we have a Google Meet link, which is where the weekly team calls happen. We'll talk about that in a minute. There's a project specification card, which has that linked onto it, which is essentially on Google Drive. Um, there might be a, like the final designs with the card where the designs are on and so forth. But that's the list of things that are not tasks. They're, they're never going to flow through the system. They're going to stay in that left-hand column, so they're just easy to access. I think that's the, that's the, that's the difference in that column, isn't it? Yeah. And then the next column along to that will be backlog. 
and essentially at the start of the project, like every task that we've created has gone into that backlog. So it'll be full of all the different tasks that we need to do to, to make this project a success. Yeah. Um, and they sit into that backlog. The column, the next column along is next priorities. So that is going to be the things that we need to work on like next. So they might be, well, we say at the top of the, the, the list that it should be like 10 or, 10 or 12 active things in that list. There's only two of us and maybe the client's going to work on a few. So you don't want to fill out with too many. Um, once you've picked a task from that list, you put your name on it so you can assign your face to that card. Uh, and then you'd probably move that into the in progress column, which is the next column. And then someone knows that there's no point me jumping in on that task because Keith's already working on it. I can see his face on that. He's moved into in progress and it's already happening. So that makes sense. Um, And then the next come along for that is for review. And that's not necessarily for the client to review. It could be for internal review. It could be for the client to review, et cetera. What you would do is if you think you finished your task, you will move that into review. You will tag the person that is responsible for reviewing it. Leave a comment as well and say, "No, I think I've finished this." Blah blah. Please review it, and that might also come with some instructions. You know, to, to get this working on your machine or on the staging site, you need to do this or whatever. Um, and then, if if the review is unsu- uh, sorry successful, it moves again to the next column, which is the done column. So the done column just ends up being full of done tasks essentially. If it fails, it goes back into uh, backlog. Uh, then to be triaged again, uh, whether that's going to be a next priority or not. That's how it works. Um, so those are our, our columns. I'll just run to the column headings again. It's reference, backlog, next priorities, in progress, review or for review, and then done. They're, they're essentially the, the columns that we have in our, our Trello board. Um, and that's how it works. And col- uh, cards, well, ideally, cards move from left to right, essentially. Yeah. Um, but they will might they may well move back again if the f- review fails and there's things that don't work and they need to be fixed essentially so that's how that works another, there's a few other um, Trello features that we use that yep are, that are really useful well one is that you know you can assign people <laughs> so it's always good uh to whoever's working on the card or is part of that kind of decision making um goes on to that and the reason for that apart from kind of the obvious is that you can filter and try yeah. which is super useful so if you've got a board with a lot of cards on, you can you can quickly filter just to see the ones that are relevant to you. Um, and on that kind of same kind of note, um, we use labels a lot yeah. as well. So we've got like priority labels like high, medium, low, which we probably don't use as much as we should. But like if there is something high priority, it is useful to stick a label on. Clients use those a lot. Yeah, they understand like if I put a high priority label on it, I want it dealt with quicker than other tasks. Yeah. Definitely. For things to discuss, we've got a to discuss label, so we know that next time we're on a call with the client, we need to chat for them about this particular thing. Um, we've got front end and back end labels. I'm not sure how really useful they are because yeah. our faces are on them anyway, so we, we kind of tend to know. If we were a bigger team, I think that would be useful, definitely. Um, it would help other members of the team know what, whether that's going to be their role yeah. or not, basically. But because we're only a two-person team, it doesn't really doesn't really matter at all. Yeah, think. not sure my audio was uh, hooked up there for a little while, so I think it's fine now. Should be okay. Good. Let us know if there's issues with the audio, because as I said, we're a bit of an experimental mode. Yeah, and well. this this cable's like just dangling out the back of this mic. <laughs> so I'm done. Right, Tony said Keith's a bit quieter. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, I'll try about better. that. We'll try our best. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, fair enough. Sorry, thanks for the comments, guys. Hopefully, I, f- I fixed that uh, quickly enough. Where were we? We were labels. Did we cover uh, all the labels? Yeah. Oh no, we didn't cover all the labels. Let me pull that back on the screen. There's another one that is 
like awaiting client feedback. Yeah. And again, I'm not like, is that massively necessary? I think it is because sometimes like I'll be on a card and the, someone on the client side will be on a card. But that labels just to say, we can't do anything until we've heard back. Yeah, exactly. So, And, and the client can also filter all the cards by that label because yeah. although they may not be actioning them as the, as the client project manager, if that makes sense, the, the point of contact, they might want to know instantly, well, what are all the cards that can't move forward until me or my team look at them, essentially, yeah. or answer a question or whatever it might be. So yeah. I think that's a good, a good label, even though it's, it seems a bit silly sometimes. Um, what else have we got on there? We've got on hold. So that's something that's decided does need to go ahead, but it's not gone ahead yet. So usually that gets chucked back in the backlog column mm-hmm. with an on hold. Um, and then depending on the board, we've got like a, a level that's like uses monthly time. If the client's got specific amounts of time and things that they've got paid for, then we can put that on it and stick the time that has been used on the card as well. So Yeah, and change requests as well. We've got one for that. If, if something gets uh, stuck into the backlog that isn't part of the project scope, we put a change request label yep. on. Uh, just useful to keep track of that kind of stuff at the end of a project you could filter the board by change requests and be like oh yeah we did that that and that and that that was out of scope so that that's that's useful it's useful for the client and it's useful for us yeah um, that's how we use labels we don't tend to use due dates too often uh, no not too often um I, I do use them if there's a specific date for something mentioned i think that's not necessarily on a project it's more yeah. on retainer stuff and the client says you know we've got we've got this event on the 1st of March and therefore yeah. we need to have this page live by then. And then you, I might stick a due date on for a week before that, just so I know. Yeah, but it, it, it is an interesting part of the way we manage projects is that we don't put specific timescales in everything we do. I think, I think I don't know, so like tell us if, if, if you do do that. But um, I think we find that it was just too onerous. Like there was too much, things change too quickly and too often on a, on a web project that... You spend all your time managing the management and not actually doing the work. And I think timescales and like due dates on everything just adds to that level of complexity. And sometimes you just want to get on with the thing that's in front of you. And yeah, I think we've come to the conclusion like when we're pitching for projects as well, is like we don't just we don't give a detailed breakdown of like, you know, you'll have designs by this date, you'll yeah. have final designs by this date, we'll start development on this date, and this will start on this date. It's like we'll start then. And it'll be finished by then. Yeah. <laughs> and and we'll exactly. get on with it in the meantime rather yeah. than faffing around with messing around with the spreadsheet to decide when things are done and done. I'd rather spend that time actually doing what we want to do. Do you know what I would love in Trello? And I think there's ways to do this. I'd love some kind of like dependency kind of management. Right. Like so I could create a card so like finish such and such a template. But that template requ- like relies on another card, four different modules, which will all be all their the own cards. cards. Yeah. You can attach cards to you cards, can. can't you? It's but not, it's not the same. I know what you mean. Yeah, no. it's not great. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sh- yeah. I think there's some plugins and stuff as well for that kind of thing that maybe we haven't used. There's lots and lots of plugins for trouble. However, I think some of those might be paid and we're cheap and nasty on the free version, That's so we true. don't get those things. Anyway. That's true. Yeah. Um, if you do have a question about this project management or you want us to chat about something in more detail, let us know in the comments. Um, We've also got Kieran and Paul joining us in the comments, so thank you very much. Uh, Tony has a question here. It says, yeah. how or where do you collect and review content? That is a very good question. Um, the block editor? <laughs> um, which I think I can project. Because we don't, we don't do content, do we? No. So we, the client's always responsible for content, unless they've specifically asked us to quote for content, which yeah. is almost non-existent, really. But So the client is kind of responsible for collating their own content in many ways. 
Yeah. Um, so we actually don't get involved with that really, and they just kind of enter it into the block editor when and when we're ready so, to give them. That. Sometimes, like uh, especially like obviously, it's way better when you're designing a website to have some real content to work with. So yeah, you sure. know, quite often we'll have like Google Docs or uh, Word documents or whatever of a handful of key page templates. So okay, can you just like give us some indicative content for the about page and the whatever else page uh, and we'll get those because that gives me something to work with but you're right like once once we've kind of built the kind of structure we don't need the content and the client can do all that anyway um, and if 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 we did get content like you just said it would just go in the reference column as yeah. a, like a content card or something like that with a with a link to the google docs that yeah produced for us i think yeah but it's a good question yeah do do, do you write content for your clients do you uh, do you do that for them or do you let them jump into the block editor? I think we, we like to do let them do it because actually one of the points of creating the website that we're kind of creating for a website for them is that it's content managed. They can content manage the content. So actually the quicker they can get in and start doing that and then ask questions about, well, I've logged in and I tried to do this and I couldn't, then we can address it straight away. And then by the time the project goes live, they kind of already know how to use the system almost yeah. um, when they've been adding the content themselves. So yeah. um, that works quite well. We better move on from Trello, I think, unless there's anything else to say, because there's other tools, not actually very many uh, in our arsenal, but fire away. The main, the main other one that I, I think the main kind of tool or technique that we use, and this has been a game changer, I think is weekly calls. So throughout the course yeah. of a project, we schedule in at the start of the project a weekly call um, at the same time, same day, every week. It's booked in at the start with like a recurring calendar invite. Uh, everyone that needs to be on it is invited and it has a Google Meet link associated with it and that link never changes. And that right. goes in the reference column. It goes in the reference column on the Trello board. Uh, and then we just know that every week we, you know, it keeps us accountable. We, we have to have be able to show some progress on the project we can't have just like sat around working on other things all week you know we've we know we've got this face to space with the client where we're going to go through what's been achieved in that in and that it, previous week absolutely and it's important that 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 client weekly call has an agenda like it's not just a because what you don't want to do is you don't want to log on and then the client say how are you how are you all right yeah i'm fine thank you what did yeah. you do this weekend i mean don't get me wrong that's nice but you can't do that for 25 minutes because you've got to yeah. like you've got to get on with it so Having the having the board there, um, so what we tend to do on that call is we will first what we do what we call Trello gardening, which essentially is you start on the right hand side of the Trello board, um, which is the four review column, and you go down that list of four reviews. And if people haven't been reviewing them, it's like right, so you know, John, you were asked to review this. Have you reviewed? Oh yeah, I reviewed that last week. Absolutely fine. Move yeah. it to done. Uh, and then you know, you know, go on to the next one. Uh, Jane, have you done this? Oh yeah, I did do that, but there was a there was something, and I, I wrote a comment on it. Oh yeah, I can see you wrote a comment. On it. Right, drag that back into the backlog. We'll get to that in a minute, and so forth. And that first part of the call, that first ten minutes, is literally going through the board and getting every card in order as to where it should be. And then what happens after that is that we look through that next priorities list, uh, check whether there's anything still there, and then work out what the next priorities are going to be from the backlog for this week. Yeah. And then the next call, you, you're assigning, you're assessing what happened to those next priorities. Did they get moved to the full review? If they didn't, why not? And so forth. And it gives you a really good structure for the call. So that's that's the first part of the call. 
then the second part of the call is probably just like the client, anything else they want to bring up, any ideas, discussions, things that they might have got yeah. in the project and so forth. Um, and it works works really well as a structure rather than having too open. I think calls for calls' sake is, is a big problem and that you need to make sure that as a structure. And that, having the having the Trello board as the, the base for the call has worked really well for us. Definitely. Yeah, I think just as you were talking through it there, I realized as well that, and I don't know if we do do this. I don't think we kind of, but we should always do that first. But, yeah, we do, I think. Yeah, the bef- gardening bit, before yeah. any other business. Because yeah. th- I'm pretty sure we've had projects and clients before where you do end up just having a general chat. And then that can go on for ages. Absolutely. And then suddenly you're like, oh, we haven't done the Trello board. And the Trello board gardening <laughs> can take ages. It can, and, but it's so important. Because yeah. that's, that's, that's the core of the project. That's where everything is, is housed. And you need, to, you need to get through it. You need to, yeah. you know... Get the, there's nothing worse than like you see some boards don't it? it's like oh this board's getting an absolute mess and it mm. just it makes a project working on a project really difficult um so yeah trello gardening is definitely very important with those calls and the weekly call is really good yep. touch base with the client you know you, you, you don't want to be that developer designer whatever you do you don't want to be that person that's like yeah you've paid for the project and then you disappear for eight weeks and you never hear from them or yeah. anything and having that weekly call touching base it, it keeps you accountable it makes you then the client understands that you're actually getting on with tasks. Things are being done. You can show progress. It's really good. And it, it means you can have difficult conversations at the right time. You know, if little things come up that, you know, you're struggling with or there's been a misunderstanding or it wasn't part of the scope or like the, all, all the little things that inevitably will come up as part of a project, you can you can deal with and you don't leave them all to the last last minute. So um, I think that really helps as well. And just for the calls, we use Google Meet. Yep. Uh, works really, really well for us. I know not everyone's a fan, but I don't think there doesn't seem to be a universal video conferencing tool that everyone loves. Um, it is my favorite. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like it's just because it. I'm so familiar with it. I but. like it because you just give them a link. That's yeah. it. They just click the link and they, they log in. Like Whereas I know Zoom, you've got to download Zoom. So there's, there's a barrier. I know most people download Zoom these days. Yeah. But they, they literally, just give them a link and they click it, and it it pretty much works in every browser now. I think it used to not work in like mm. IE 11 or something, but I was using that anymore. And yeah. then it didn't work in Safari for a while, but it's working. It's working. It just works every time. So it's really good. Yeah, we like it. And I is we don't have any limits on it. Is that because we pay? We have like Google. We do pay for because we have a Google. Whatever. Google Apps called. or Google No Workspace what's it called? Yeah. Is it called or something. Yeah. Um, but I think the limit's like twenty people anyway. I think. Is it, but there's no time. There's no time limit. No, on the there's free no time limit. Oh, that's good. No. Yeah. You don't get. You don't. You can't record on the free one. So we can record. Yeah. Um, which can be useful. Which can be useful. We've done that in the past as well with weekly calls. Yeah. Um, and what else can't you do? I think that's it. The only thing I would say about Google Meet is when someone's screen sharing, you can't get everyone else just to go away from the screen. There's yeah. like I find that, and that seems to have got worse recently. You used to be able to like pin something, and it made it like really yeah, big. Bigger. And I don't know, something I've, I've heard us. that as a criticism before, though. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but that's that's what we use for for um, video calls, and we really like and it. If, just something on video calls. If you're like we're completely remote except today, and um, we 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 don't meet many of our clients. If we're honest, we literally don't meet them in person. We do meet some. We try to where we can. But like your video call is going to be your point of contact. So actually, mm. making sure you've got 
you yourselves have got good mics, you've got a good setup, it's going to work every time is important. Yeah. But also your client, making sure that they've got that. If that's going to be the, the meeting place, it can't be, you know, um, I sat in a cafe and the connection was terrible or I'm yeah. in the office and the Wi-Fi downstairs is terrible. It's like, no, this is our meeting this week. We, we, it needs to be right. You need to be yeah. in a place where it's going to work. You need to have good internet. You need to have a good mic, put a pair of headphones in. It needs to be crisp and it needs to be clear. It's like and, you need to respect that time. And they need, everyone needs to respect that. In the yeah. thing. There's no point rocking up, you know, in the back of a cafe where all the noise is. It's, it's, yeah. it's important. And that everyone in the meeting needs to, needs to understand that. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. 100%. We are rapidly running out of time, so I just wonder if there's a few little, any other little nuggets. What, what are we still bad at? I, I think better, but we're still. I think we really struggle at having a single source of truth for like designs and fun more more functional spec. Because designs, you can have like a Figma document or sketch document that is the shared and and that's the latest version that's what we're all agreed on yeah there is instances isn't there where we've we've just like oh yeah we did talk about that didn't we and i can't remember what what, what we yeah. did and then it becomes a bit blurred sometimes and i know we've got trello where the history is there but there is sometimes mm. things like oh that did change and and we've forgotten about it so we yeah. need to be, if we've got a functional spec i think it's more about well, like when that changes when that change request card's gone on and it's been accepted we need to go back to that spec uh, we need to have like done a version which was with the goal live, sorry, the project start version, and then we need to change the spec so that that's back to the like you said, the source of truth is what's happening. Yeah, we sometimes a little it's, bit lapse. It's on tricky because should that change also go on Trello so that you know that you have to make it as well as going on the original document or not the original document but the live version of the document? It's hard. That stuff's yeah. hard. Yeah, it gets tricky. That that's but... probably something we should look to improve i guess all of this though depends on the size of project you're working on yeah, too yeah. like we've worked on some fairly big projects that are probably just about at the limit of our management capabilities yep uh and then we've worked on those that are well within it so you practically barely need a travel board at all you just kind but, of get it done yeah there are projects like that. but i would say even even for what you might consider the small projects, they do help as a Trello board, definitely, still. Yeah. Or, or so, well, you were giving the example of Trello. It doesn't need to be Trello, but yeah. something to manage the project on um, to keep you accountable. Like, so, some of the work we've done has not not had that sort of thing. Um, and it sometimes gets a bit like, oh, I wish we'd start a Trello board now for this. It would probably would have been beneficial for it. Yeah, there's, there's one at the minute I can think yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been useful for. Um Cool. So just before we wrap up, anything else? Um, yeah, we talked about difficult much? conversations, but uh, we, we kind of mentioned that already. That's one thing that I think we could, I think nearly everybody can improve on that. Just having the bravery just to have yeah. those conversations as early as possible and just be yeah, like, you know, as honest and open about things and how things yeah, are going. That's one thing we learned from Hannah, really. She yeah. was like really big on that like don't don't delay a difficult conversation there's no point it's not going anywhere it's yeah. only going to get worse not better so have it as soon as possible actually even if it means having another call rather than waiting for the weekly call sometimes definitely try and have those difficult conversations as quick as possible i'll i'll uh, i'll give one more nugget of wisdom from hannah Go on. she's she had a little phrase that went something like work in progress is the devil so just like don't have too many things yeah. like half done like get get yeah. something finished if you can. Yeah, because I remember saying like the in progress column should never really have any cards in it. Yeah, because what it means is it's just sat there like exactly. hanging around like a bad smell. Really, exactly. you want to get it across or get it back, you know that yeah. sort of thing. Which is yeah. good. 
Yeah, I quite like that one. Yeah. Oh, there's a. There, we'll we'll take one question and then we really have to go. Um, let me get that up on yeah. the screen. I'll read that. So, how many scoping meetings do you have with the client before starting work, and how much detail do you go into? Do you go through every page in the sitemap and all functionality from the start? Go for work. Uh, good question. So, how many scoping meetings do we go through? We have an initial meeting with the client, which is part of the winning the work. Uh, and from that meeting, we ask as many questions as we think is necessary to give a quote, essentially. Um, and from that, we usually then give a fairly, I mean, it's an estimate at that point, but it's its a fairly fixed estimate. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is that we have, uh, the, the project kicks off with our discovery session. And in terms of how many meetings that is, it can be one, it can be 10. It's basically until we get to the point where we've, We've got enough information to start writing a specification of what we're going to build. We did one that took months. Months. Yeah, months. And we seriously underquoted for it, but never mind. <laughs> but it was good. It was it, useful. Absolutely. It was the best part of the project. If we hadn't have done that, it would have been a nightmare. And it saved us a ton of time in the project because yeah. we were actually able to strip out loads of functionality Definitely. that was completely useless and figure yeah. out better ways to do things. So, so spend as much time as you possibly yeah. can on those things. What as, detail do you go into? Once you've won the work and, and, and you've, you've, you've done that, then the, the discovery is part of the project. So go into as much detail as you can. You need to ask everything about everything and about everything and understand as much as you possibly can do. Um, and clients, every client we've worked with has appreciated that process. I think once you're in that process and you're on those calls and you're asking question after question after question, I think they're like, can we just get on with it? And, yeah. But when we've been through the process, they all say that it was absolutely crucial to the project being a success. Absolutely. Um, asking all those questions. Um, so do you go through every page in the sitemap and all the functionality from the start? Um, once we get into the discovery phase, yes. Yeah. As much as much detail as possible. And I don't know, did you say that's a paid phase? Yeah, it's a paid phase. It's yeah. part of the project. So that's what they're paying for, isn't it? Yeah. So once they've, once they've committed to it, yeah. Yeah. Right. I think we're going to have to call it a day there. We've got an important journey to do. I've got to go and buy a car. That's why I'm here. I know. So... Made, the, made the trip up north where the cars are cheaper, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it about an hour's, an hour's drive? Yeah, like that. yeah. So got to get going. So uh, I thank you all for joining us on, on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, thanks for listening as well. Um, we'll be back next week, half one. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. If you have any ideas for topics, uh, suggestions, please yeah. let us know on Twitter, at WP Cafe Show. Or you can tweet myself and Keith. We've got our Twitter handles on the screen there. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Please like this video as well and click the notification bell so you'll get notified of next Friday's episode. Anyway, for now, we've got to rush off. So thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next week. See you next time. Bye.